This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So we're going to go out to Glasgow. I'm going to talk to a former football agent and also a current scout and analyst, Will Glavin. He's also a regular guest on the Celtic Now and Forever podcast. He's going to talk to us about Christopher Asia. Will, how are you doing? Yeah, good, Billy. Yourself, thanks. I'm not bad, man. Not bad. I'm still relaxing here on the South Coast as it is just gearing myself up for Brentford's new season. And very exciting, like I said to you, we've got these three new signings at the moment. Now we might have more, but you've got a lot of knowledge on one signing, which is Christopher Ager. Just tell us about him. Um, well, Christopher's been a, an integral part of Celtic success over the past few years. Um, he obviously was signed as a young lad coming from, from Norway. Um, and at the time when Celtic signed him, I was doing. A, I was working as a football agent at that point, and, and I knew a bit about him. Um, he was highly regarded as a, a young upcoming talent from uh, the Norwegian league. So there was a lot of clubs looking at him at the time. And when Celtic managed to get him, I thought that obviously being a Celtic fan, I'm like, this, this will be a great sign for us, bringing this young guy in to develop him. And listen, he hasn't disappointed. He's a fantastic player. He came in as um, he actually came in as a midfielder, but um, Celtic looked at some of his attributes and obviously developed him into a centre back, left-sided centre back. So. Um, He's just pushed on from success to success. And that's interesting because, I mean, you talked about you've been watching him from very early on. I mean, I know he yeah. played for this team called Start in Norway, which obviously, like I said to you, you you're very, very hot in the Scandinavian region. So you obviously sort of spotted him from that time. And he was also the youngest player to have captained a Norwegian top flight team at the age of 16, wasn't he? Exactly. And, and that, that type of player is going to stand out with, with anyone looking at the Norwegian or, or the Scandinavian leagues out there. So... Listen, he had every attribute about him. He's a very mature player when he came to Celtic as well. Um, but I think Celtic took that maturity and obviously developed him fuller. And you can see what he's done at Celtic. He's, he's been a massive part, as I said, for all the success that's happened there over the past five, six years. Yeah, so, so, so tell us, I mean, Christopher Asia, what type of player is he? Because, I mean, that's obviously at Brentford, you know, we're stepping up a league now. We've gone from Championship to Premier League. You know, there's certain things that we're going to need to do to ensure that we uh, maintain our Premier League status. And a, a lot of people seem to be very surprised that we've actually kind of managed to, to collar this player, who, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I've heard about him, you know, to a certain extent, but I've had Arsenal fans who said, I've been watching him for years, and I think he's a great player. And they're almost like a bit confused as to why he's gone to Brentford. So what are his qualities? 
So, yeah, in terms of his qualities, as I said, he started as a midfielder, so he's very composed on the ball, um, very accurate with his passing. Um, but he's obviously stepped into the back line, into the sort of defensive third, and he's a ball-playing centre-back. He's a modern-day centre-back, and I think the modern-day game needs that now. Um, I think the way Brentford play, you know, keeping the ball, keeping retaining possession, circulating the ball, I think he's going to be an ideal candidate for playing in that position for Brentford. Now, listen, a lot of people talk about the Scottish game, you know, about the level and it takes a bit of stick. But one thing when you play for Celtic, or even if you play for Rangers, if you play for Celtic, you need to win. And this guy is a winner. And that's what Brentford are getting. Um, as I said, he's a ball-playing centre-back. He's a big, strong guy as well. So he can get physical if he wants to get physical. Um, but as I said, what you're getting a lot of technical qualities from, from this player. And interesting, I mean, talking about Celtic and the way that they play, I mean, with, with Adrian in the side, I mean, are they flexible in the way they play? Are they normally at four at the back? Are they normally three at the back? I mean, how do you see with Brentford as to kind of how we're going to play? Because last season we were four at the back, but when we got into a little bit of a pickle towards sort of the middle to the back end of last season, we actually flipped to sort of three stroke five at the back because we, yeah. we needed to, to correct a few things. Um, but also with that, that kind of formation, you also need particular type of players to play there. And I'm just wondering, where do you see... Asia fitting into what we're doing and how do you think we might play and how has Celtic been playing him? So Celtic had normally been playing their back four um, and, and Chris would normally play as a left-sided centre-back in, in that position but um, he could quite easily play in a three um, because he's very, very mobile can read the game very well obviously from playing in midfield but um, he, he he's not he's not scared to get the ball Billy and, and move forward with the ball you, you, he used to make driving runs forward and the last guy used to do that Celtic was Virgil van Dijk and they're similar from those aspects in terms of how they play and how they retain the possession and how they sort of push forward with the ball. So I think you'll see a lot of that this year from them. As I said, it's going to be a challenge for Brentford and for Chris, you know. Um, obviously, it's Brentford's first season in the Premier League. But listen, I think it's a massive sign for Brentford to, to get them on board. It's interesting when just looking around and talking to a few people who seem to know him or seen him playing. You know, they're talking about, you know, some of his all qualities as well. The fact that he's very adaptable uh, as well, which is one of a key uh, quality of himself as well. And also interesting as well that he doesn't seem to have had many injuries, which is something which, uh, you know, as you know, when you get key players in your side, if you get injuries uh, with those players, it, it, can, it can cause you all sorts of problems as well. But also they're talking about the intelligence of him, because even though I think when he when he signed up to professional football, was it even to sell? He carried on, and actually, he carried on with his degrees. Is, are all those things true? Um, I'm not actually sure. That's that's a good question. Whether they've done that or not, I know from from people I know at Celtic, he, he is a very intelligent, intelligent guy, and a intelligent football player as well. Um, he's a leader. Um, he's captain Celtic quite a few times um, in, in various games over the past few years, especially of late. Um, but yeah, I, I think his football intelligence is there to be seen. I, I think that he's the type of player that will, will excel in, in the English Premier League. And I think um, Brentford will obviously benefit from that. And also, I mean, and there's a couple of points here which probably sort of appeals more to us as, as lower league football fans as well, because in the lower leagues, you've had to sort of kind of fight for your position and fight to get yeah. out there as well. And, and as we've come up the leagues, or if we got better as a Brentford team, you know, we've got players who are much technically better. And what they've mm. done is that because they're technically better, we see some great football, but sometimes you don't necessarily sort of see that kind of sort of gritty side to them. But from what I can gather, from what I've heard, that, you know, Aja, he doesn't take any nonsense. He actually, he's got his players back and he's also willing to fight. He's actually got a bit of fire in him as well. Oh, absolutely, Billy. There's, there's been a few games that I can remember that um, he would make a, a sort of game-defining tackle to stop a goal going or clear a ball off the line. And he actually celebrates as if he scored a goal. 
you know, and, and, and Celtic fans especially love that passion. See that passion about winning at all costs, being very, you know, that sort of non-league, sort of, sorry, lower football league sort of um, mentality, you know, being gritty, being you know, really, really physical. The Scottish league is very, very physical. Um, as I said, his technical qualities stand out in Scotland. And he's obviously, listen, he's played in the Champions League, he's played in the Europa League as well, and he's been successful there. So you're definitely getting that type of player. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like I said, great player, lots of strengths. Listen, he's coming to Brentford, he's coming to the Premier League. There are definitely sort of kind of barriers that he's going to have to stride. He's going to have to go up a few levels. So I'm just wondering, what do you think his weaknesses are and things that he needs to work on? I think um, I think from time to time, I think he maybe gets carried away, but he should be a little bit more composed in terms of his positional sense. Um, I think that sometimes he can be caught if he's trying to push forward too much and it's all part of his learning and development. And, and I think you noticed that early on in, in his game because he was a midfielder. So he was always trying to move into the sort of the middle line and, and try and create things and make things happen. But he's, he sort of found his way, his way back when he's been playing at centre-back again and how his positional sense um, has developed and got better. But So I think from time to time, he just needs to watch what he does and, and just maybe pay attention more to the game and where his position is relative to, to how the game is played. But I'm sure Brentford will, be, will know that and will know these weaknesses and I'm sure we'll develop them further. Yeah, indeed. And it's interesting because, I mean, Brentford, as you know, we use a very analytical way about yeah. going about buying our players, you know, and that's just the, that's just our that's our strength because we haven't got lots of money like other people. So we don't sit there and wait till players rise up and then we buy them. We try and get them very early on. And interesting, at the same time that, you know, you were probably sort of kind of scouting and noticing Asia as well. Brentford were as well because we had a, one of our former recruitment department people, actually, Ted Knutson, who you may or may not know as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was working at Brentford at the time and they were said that they were actually actually kind of watching him from the age of about 16 or so or 15 16 when he was at start as well so it just goes to show you that you know for us as well he's been on our radar for a long time and I suppose this is like the right moment when we've actually raised up to the Premier League where we've been able to try and and pluck him so but but what I think the reason why I'm sort of saying that is I'm just trying over the time because obviously from that age to now is there one particular game where you turn around and you actually you listen you think back you think tell you something I remember Aja playing in that game and he was absolutely wicked. I'm just wondering if there's a moment, a game where you, you um, were just actually blown away by him. Yeah, I think um, I think Chris tend to step it up in the big, big matches. You know, every match against Rangers, he would step it up um, and he would give everything he got. Um, he was always a standout in that. Even the big European nights when we played Lazio and we played um, our teams in Champions League. But I think when... When we used to play against Rangers, for us Celtic fans, you know, playing Rangers is the be-all and end-all almost um, for, for your season. So when you see players step up in, in those matches, um, they tend, you tend to remember that. So I think Chris was, was one of the key players that done that in, in those games. I mean, so with Christopher, it's, it's interesting to know exactly who is going to be in the side with him. Obviously, like I said to you, he's played, he's played top-level football, you know, Champions League football, you know, Europa League football. He's played at the highest level as well. And some of our players, like I said to you, all have played, um, you know, championship level. In fact, it, it, <laughs> we're working out that we might actually be the team to have gone into the Premier League with the lowest number of actual Premier League minutes. Right? I think wow. we might have, like, you know, less than two hours of actual Premier League minutes in the whole of our team as we're going to go yeah. in unless we sign a few other players but listen that's one of those things so we're trying to work out exactly who um, Christopher Asia will be playing with in Brentford and, and one player that I know that he will be playing with is another player who actually played in the Premier League probably played about 90 minutes in the in the Premier League as well is Ivan Tony, and uh, definitely those two will be sort of almost like at opposite ends of the field for Brentford Yeah so, so well listen that's interesting because 
Ivan was actually up at Lennox Town, which is Celtic's training ground last summer, and Celtic were uh, were keen on signing him. Now I, I don't know what the ins and outs are of the deal, but I couldn't believe that Celtic never signed this guy because I knew wherever he went after Peterborough, this guy's going to score goals galore, and he's obviously done it at Brentford. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see those guys. I, I hope, I'm oh, sorry, I wish that we, I could have seen them for a season last year, and maybe with the held Celtic season last year, but. It wasn't to be, but listen, those two guys will be great together for, for Brentford next season. Um, I'm sure Ivan has scored plenty more goals again in the Premier League. And just, just looking at the future, uh, and we've got to look at the future because for Brentford, we um, our first and foremost objective is obviously to stay in the Premier League. Then after that, we can see where we can go from there. And we need yeah. to make sure we've got the right tools to stay in the Premier League. Listen, we know that we've got a team that did very well in the Championship last season, but we're, you know, we're under no illusions that you know we need to sort of pick up a few players to make sure that we actually kind of get ourselves up to the next level. I'm just wondering, you know, do you think that Asia is... Premier League level, do you th- or do you think he may be, you know, as, as to build into Premier League level? And do you think that, you know, he will be um, part of a team that will be able to stay in the Premier League? Um, I believe Chris has got all the potential to succeed in the Premier League level. Um, I think that it's going to be a steep learning curve, but whenever he's been given a steep learning curve, he's always excelled. So I think he'll do the same again um, at Brentford. Listen, I, I think Brentford are getting a top centre half, and I think if, if Brentford had to go to a a league in the top five, sorry, top five league in Europe, and sign this player, you'd be paying double. And, and that's just a fact in the way the market is at the minute. So I think they've, they've scouted them well. They've always looked at all the data and all the analytics side of it. I think they're getting a really good deal. But Celtic are getting a good deal out of it as well. And obviously, I think it's one of those deals, Billy, that it works for everyone. You know, Brentford are getting a top centre-back. Celtic are getting a good bit of money. And Chris is getting the opportunity to play at the highest level in uh, and, and club football. So, yeah, I, I, I hope he is. I'm going to be watching um, this season, I'll be keeping an eye out for you guys this year because I want to see Chris do well. Um, obviously, being a former Celtic player, so um, and obviously I've been watching him since he was about sixteen. So I'll be keeping an eye on Brentford, and I hope he's um, a key part of keeping you guys up in the Premier League this year. That's great. So, I mean, for me as a Brentford fan, you know, the fact that you signed—well, not one now—it's two players, you know, that have played. Uh, you know, they played you know top level football. They've played Champions League football as well, like you know what I'm saying. So that for, for a Brentford fan, you know, that, that's a massive thing. And like I said to you, it's not you know one or two Championship League games. I mean, he's 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 been fully engrossed in the Champions League, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, absolutely. As I said, he's been very integral to the success at Celtic Park. Um, he's played numerous games at Champions League level. He's also doing it at a national level for Norway. He's played Europa League. He's played at every level and he's been he's been great. He's been a great servant to Celtic. He's been a fantastic player. Um, and basically Celtic's loss is, is Brentford's game now. So um, hopefully it all goes well. Listen, Will, it's been really great chatting to you, mate. Listen, no doubt we're going to catch up in the season. You know, I'll find out yep. how your Celtic are getting on. You know, you'll find out how Brentford are getting on. Chat in the season and then we'll catch up soon. Yeah, great, Billy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Good to you, sir. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.